Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Book Podcast Network. Part one of the Lid Sandy podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And folks, we are going to be in for a terrific treat. Uh, we have we have two podcasts coming this week. Uh, we have uh, the first part uh, with Bryce Shaddy and Zach Griffith. And uh, we have our second part with J.D. Hall, which will be coming out later in the week. But before we get into the podcast and before we get into the content, uh, please don't be afraid to rate, review and subscribe. You know, if you're on YouTube and you want to hit five stars because you think I'm sexy, look, I don't care. All right. But if you think, um, if you think, if you think, 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 if you want to give a one star, if you want to give a one star, give it to the power hour. If you, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you, if you want to, if you want to give a low rating, give it to the power hour. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Shut up. Everybody on the Lindsay podcast. We want to hear your reviews. We want to hear your comments. Uh, we want to know we want to know what what this podcast is all about uh, for you viewers and listeners. So please check that out. And then uh, you know, other than that, we have plenty of podcasts coming for you. So uh, here we go. And uh, folks, we we have plenty to talk about. But we'll start off with the Western Conference, the Western Conference in which the Phoenix Suns are shining so bright. Uh, I can't uh, even see. I have to keep the shade. I I it's so bright. Uh, it's so bright. I can't even see it. It was so it, it was coming up so fast and they just killed the nuggets. And I wasn't on last week, but Zach and and, and Bryce on uh, Shaddy Sanity, you know, they they loved the Suns for me. They took me in good position. Bryce, I want to start off with you here. What did you think about the Phoenix Suns sweeping the Denver Nuggets? Just your initial thoughts. I mean, my thoughts are this. I've been telling you guys all, all along, the Nuggets are a very cute team. Very adorable. Adorable. Up, Bryce. No, the Suns, no. The Suns handled their business. I'm so happy for Chris Paul. I'm so happy for Devin Booker. I'm very happy for, for Monty Williams. Incredible series. Chris yes. Paul shut him up. He shut up the critics. Devin Booker did his thing and is becoming a rising star, a rising sun, if you will. I'm extremely happy, folks. I love to see Phoenix here. I I love it. I love it. Talk to me. Zach, what about Talk you? Talk to me, Zach. Well, Bryce, you're wrong. Denver is not a cute not team. Wrong. They, I'm not wrong. No, yes, you are wrong. Yeah, they beat Portland. And, yeah, you no, are. no, no. They beat your they beat your Blazers in six. I've been proven correct. No, they they beat your Blazers in six. I'll give you some. Of Aaron Gordon, because I agree with you. Oh, we'll get into him. We'll get into him. No, no. Let me. I agree with you. He's overrated. Uh, he doesn't suck like you think yeah, he, he sucks. Does. Yeah, he does. He doesn't, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's suck. No, he doesn't. But he, he he was awful this series. He was awful. Okay. Uh, the Suns. Uh, look. Listen. So bright outside. I'm so gonna bright. say. I'm gonna save it for when we get into it more, but. This is just a not. This was a dud of a series, and the fan who beat the shit out of the Nuggets guy in the stands. That was really symbolic of what happened on the court. <laughs> Suns in four. Suns in four. And he called it. The fan called Suns. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. 
after as the guy is laying there over the bleachers unconscious i'm just <laughs> he called the sons and four i don't think that should be taken for granted either <laughs> so but no in all in all seriousness with with this performance i mean it, it was a combination of a team just healthier overall phoenix was just way healthier their guys were able to play um will barton i think played really well um but but at the same time you 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 don't want to re- rely on him to to just to just all of a sudden you know come in and play a significant role to try to win you a series at this point you you don't want him to have to feel that pressure but that's exactly what happened um you know it's inexcusable uh well actually i don't think it's that shocking but many find it shocking on this uh network that uh marcus howard did nothing <laughs> many uh, many found it a shock i didn't and then you have and then you and, and, and then you have and then you have marcus and then you have you have you have uh monte boris who look i like him i like him a lot um but but look who's gonna, who's I mean, gonna the sons the sons the sons the sons have terrific guard depth. And real quick, I'm gonna real quick before these guys shove it in my face, I wanna defend my I wanna I wanna say something for the That's cu- right. For the, for That's the right. Yeah, eat it. So 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 I, after Absolutely I am right. pretty much <laughs> pretty much pretty much bashed this man in the first two rounds of the series, I called him Mr. Roller Coaster. I said he was basically like going on the voyage. He had the high drop, and then it just was going up and down. Cameron Payne has yeah, proven to did. actually be a consistent threat. That's right for the Phoenix Suns in this postseason. He is not. He is not Mr. He is not the roller coaster anymore. Eat him up. He is Your not. Bits. He is. He Caleb. is not. He is not the roller coaster. He's been very consistent. I am going to hope that this man continues to be consistent because it was fantastic to see. Uh, but I will not apologize for Dario Sarge. Look, when the way that the way that I see the way that I see this series, um, it comes down to a couple things. Uh, but real quick, I want to give my overreaction before I get into it. You guys oh. cool with an overreaction? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. So obviously, we can talk about the Chris Pauls, the the Devin Bookers, and the DeAndre Ayton's, which which obviously we will. Which obviously we will. I'm going to take for you, gentlemen, about a particular player on the Suns, who I think is going to make a major jump. In overall rankings, I think Mikael Bridges by the finals, because I believe the Suns will get to the finals, will be a top 50 player in the NBA. Will anybody say that is an overreaction or does it make some sense? Zach, I'll start with you. Top 50. I'm calling top 50 by the fi- – at, at the finals, I think we sit there and we say that guy's top 50 player. Why isn't he already? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Why isn't he already? Wow. Why isn't he already? I'll tell you he's not top 50. Uh, the guy he got traded for is Zaire Smith. He is not Zyre top Smith. 50. Oh, uh, no. no, no uh, with our boy Alex Burr uh, a couple days ago. Care to guess how many games Zaire Smith played in the NBA? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Is he still in Philly? No. He's not even in Philly. Wow. No, I think he's, he's in, the in the G League, I believe. He was in the G League. Oh, 13 no. games. Yeah. 13 games. It's so <laughs> But no, Caleb, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think he's already in there. Wow. Okay. I think he's already in there. Tough. It. Elite defense. It's he's a lot great if you from the think corner about it. on three. 
Uh, I would take him over. I mean, their wing depth is just insane. It's just insane. And it, it was underrated by some on this network, as we know. But uh, it's just elite. And I'm going to save my take on the Suns uh, for a little bit later. But uh, no, I totally agree with you. I think he's already top 50. Bryce, mm. top 50. I don't think there's going to be much of a of a complaint from me on this one, to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, he has played phenomenally. I mean, he he's made buckets when he needs them to. Has he had the greatest of games? No, no. I, he hasn't had, you know, the the signature, the Mikhail Bridges game, if you will. You know, usually in the playoffs, right. you have some guy on your team that just goes off randomly. We haven't had the Mikhail Bridges game yet. Um, so I, no, I, I still think that that could come. It absolutely could yep. come. Maybe it won't. But if it doesn't, if he averages the 16 points that he's averaging right now, that's a great help to the Suns, yeah. not to mention his his good perimeter defense and overall defense in general. No, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you consider him in the top 50. And, yeah, I, I, Zach might have a case. He may already be in there. May already be. May already be. In May there. already be. I think it's tricky because I think, I think Zach, I, I think he needs to prove a little bit more on the offensive end, I feel like he can get there by the finals. If he can get there by the fight, which I believe he can, I think, I think, I think Mikhail Bridge, I think Mikhail Bridges, if he can have a couple really nice games on the offensive side of the ball, I think he would move him into that conversation. But anyway, let's, let's get into it real quick. Um, you know, let's, let's first talk about a guy that Zach and I, you know, have, have loved, have loved since the beginning of this playoff. Say it, baby. Say it. DeAndre Ayton, the center from Arizona, who has came up and absolutely stormed through the league. He stormed through the league. And dominant. I mean, he's, he, I mean, I, to be honest, like Nikola Jokic had very good games, right? I mean, obviously that's, you're talking about a guy who's just separated himself he's the MVP into the, the top. League. Yeah, well, sure. But he's a, he's probably a, he's a top five player. He's a top six player in the league. Like, so I'm, I'm, I mean, it is what it is when he's giving you numbers, but I thought the entire key to this series and why it was four Oh, in my personal opinion was they never really doubled Jokic. They never really did. They, they were comfortable with the one-on-one matchups. They were yep. comfortable with that. They didn't want the shooters. They didn't want Austin rivers to shoot on them. Right. And I like Austin Rivers, but Austin Rivers is going to need wide open shots. His shot creativity is not the same as it. Well, no, it's just, no, it's just, it's just the truth. Like his shot creativity is not the same. He's not going to go off the dribble and and hit me with the shimmy. Or Compazzo is not sitting there making anybody break ankles. Okay, like they got to have wide open shots. Right. And I think I think Monty Williams did a fantastic job with that. So, uh, Zach, I want to start off with you here. How did you think about DeAndre Ayton's overall series performance? Because I, I think I think he did terrific. He stayed out of foul trouble again, and he's just proving uh, your hot take of uh, top three center in the league. <laughs> well, it's not hot if it's a fact. Uh, this man is averaging. Oh, this man is averaging. Well, for the series, he averaged 14 and 11, just about. Only two fouls a game. Only two. And that was the big knock on him. Well, he, he won't be able to stand a foul trouble against Jokic. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he won't be able to. Well, Suckers. Suckers. That is, yeah. That's what, only two yeah. fouls a game. And the one game he was in foul trouble, I think it was uh, game two in Phoenix. I believe Monty so. Williams. 
Monty Williams left him in the game. Trust like, I dare you. Yeah, I did. dare you to call a third foul. I dare you. Yeah, I dare you. He played smart, and he didn't get the third foul. And and listen, guys, I don't care who the big man is, and the and who they're who they're playing in the West Finals. I don't care. You don't care about Aiden's Gobert. Gonna dom- Aiden's going to dominate him. Wow. I don't care who it is. And I like Gobert. <laughs> no, 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 come on, come on. Shut up, shut up. And you know what? You know what? I would even go as far as to say the finals, he would be okay, especially against Embiid. He has played well against Embiid this year. Stop. I don't even know. I Stop doing this. What? Stop what do you mean? Don't. There's no need to mention Embiid in finals in the same sentence. You are being incredibly disrespectful to no. what he's done this season. No, I'm not. I'm Caleb, not at all. Caleb, Caleb, we'll worry about it when the Sixers are in the finals. Okay. And, and, well, we don't know well, if they're going okay, to be. We don't know fine. if they're going to be. That's, that's the thing. Fine. We don't know. But sure. Anyway, anyway sure. Aiden, Aiden, proving my point with each and every game. I was laughed at. I was mocked. And here we are. Aiden is still standing. He's just, he's awesome. He's awesome. And he played smart. He played well. He is awesome. The numbers won't say it, but. No, I mean, I think the numbers do say it. He's awesome. I think the numbers do say it. Like, the thing with DeAndre that's, that's, but he's giving them that I think he's really just proven everybody wrong is, Bryce, and I want you to comment on this aspect of it. Whenever we talk about young centers in the NBA, Every time we talk about a young center in the NBA, here's what it is, especially in big games. Well, can he stay out of foul trouble? Is he unafraid of the moment? He hasn't played in a lot of big games, so he's going to slump. Where's that been? Where's that been? He hasn't slumped. I mean, people need to stop giving this narrative. People need to stop giving this narrative to younger big men. And I'm serious. Like, I understand, like, big men take time to get understanding defensive coverages. But, like, people people were just saying, oh, he's just this young guy. What breaking news, Bryce? You and I watched him in college. He was dominant in college. You think that wasn't – and he wasn't like Jalil Okafor dominant. He, he, he had skills that translated to the NBA with his athleticism, with his range and wingspan on defense – this DeAndre DeAndre Eaton, to be honest with you, if you followed this man in college, in no way, shape, or form, are you sitting there like, yeah, um, I'm shocked by this rise. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bryce. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I mean, it, I talked to you. I talked to you about this um, a while back ago. Um, sure. I. There were bus narratives at the beginning of the season for DeAndre yep. Ayton. And honestly, for me, I thought they were warranted. I really oh. did. I thought they were warranted. Right. I did. He played well this season. Uh, and then in the playoffs, he's had this massive explosion that everyone is just now noticing. I mean, he was, uh, he was on the radar. I, I got to be honest. I, I was believing the bus narratives at the beginning of the season. Like, okay, if he doesn't show up this season – I think there I think there has to be a discussion. I truly do. This has reversed that course. 
Not saying I didn't believe in the guy, but th- this is incredible. I mean, what we're seeing from a, a third year center, third year, right? Third year center. Third year center in his the, first playoffs. Right, the MVP of the league. Against the MVP of the league. And Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis. You don't. You can't get a much harder test than that. You you just no, you don't. Can't. No, you can't. And to only average two fouls a game. That folks, that's eight fouls the entire series. Eight. Entire series. Let Let me tell you this. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Devin Booker and Cameron Payne had more fouls this series than DeAndre Ayton did. Just to put that in perspective for and who were they guarding? You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I mean. Trash, really trash, honestly. Great stat, Bryce. So I mean, it's it's incredible what DeAndre Ayton has done. He he has abolished all of these bust narratives, and the expectation is going to be high for him next year. And, and I hope he answers the bell next season too. I hope I hope this continues. I hope he turns into a star in this league, turns into an all star. It's great for the league. This is the time where for young talent to emerge. We are seeing the passing of the torch. I've talked about this several Absolutely. times on this podcast. Yes. It's so yeah, exciting. Yeah. yeah, you have. The the Suns are way ahead of schedule. Chris Paul is turning out to be the missing piece for them. As crazy as that sounds for such a young team uh, to put it all together right here, right now. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and props to DeAndre Ayton. Mad props for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean another thing I would say in terms oh, of Ayton's development. Sure. In terms of Aiden's development, uh, he really took off last year. He averaged like 18 last year. Guess who got fired right before that season started? Igor Kokoshkov. Oh, he gets the <laughs> shout-out. Oh, man. Got so, the shout-out. As long as Monty Williams has been his coach, DeAndre Aiden has been awesome. Monty Williams yeah. needs more respect. Yeah, he does. He does. And I think, I think, I think, you know, and let's let's get into it. Obviously, when we're talking about Monty Williams, it feels like you have to synchronously talk about Chris Paul, right? Um, Chris Paul has been dealing in this series, and you know, real quick, let me get a nice old fashioned rant in. How ridiculous are you to say that this man is cooked? What kind of garbage is this to call this man cooked? His game, his, his, you guys, his skill set, his skill set is not Derrick Rose. How many mid ranges did he hit yesterday? His skill set, I, uh, too many. Seven? Too many. His skill set, his skill set's not Derrick Rose. His skill set's not Russell Westbrook. It's not going to just suddenly have a sharp decline because of lack of athleticism. Chris Paul has skills that are, are one of one. They're one of one. And they're not all of a sudden going to go away. He had a ridiculous series. Chris Paul, by far, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Is the best point guard that we have left in the playoffs in the Western Conference. It's not even close. And he's fooling people. He's fooling Pablo Prigioni's, <laughs> Pablo Prigioni's uh, Cabo like uh, Capazzo. 
He's he's fooling him. He's fooling him. And then and then and then I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I I like what Mike Conley's given me. Okay, I think he's good, but he hasn't been able to play in this series. And I I, I don't see how uh, Patrick Beverly or, or Reggie Jackson is going to do anything. Chris Paul will continue to wreck through. He will continue to wreck through. Yes, he will. But it's his ability to pick and choose the spots that's been outstanding to me. Zach, do you have any initial thoughts on Christopher Paul, uh, Christopher Paul's performance? Because uh, he's just been masterful. Well, listen to these. Listen to these. Chris Paul, if you round up 26 points a game for the series, 10 assists, 1.6 steals, only... 1.3 turnovers a game. Sure. 75% from three. 63.7% from the field. Sure. Amazing. And it's funny you say that, Caleb, because uh, we have a mailbag today. Oh, what? There's another one left over. <laughs> Caleb, if you don't mind, we have a mailbag. Uh, it's from Chris Paul himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Chris. <laughs> Chris, fan of the Go show. Go ahead. Chris, I, like I like that. Chris Paul writes, first and foremost, I would like to thank the trio of Caleb Lynn, Bryce Shaddy, and Zach Griffith for riding with me and the Suns throughout the entire playoffs. No, you're welcome, Chris. You're welcome. All I you're have totally heard. welcome. All I have heard is that I'm cooked and can't shoot anymore and that my shoulder is in about as good a shape as Andrew Lux. Oh, no. Oh, no. Another big thanks goes to the likes of Austin Rivers, Monty Morris, and Facundo Campazzo for truly believing they could guard me at all. You guys Uh, are real MVPs. However, the biggest thank you goes to my former teammate, James Harden. James was gracious enough to trade hamstrings with me this season. Uh, and now I'm playing oh, the best ball oh, of my career. Oh, 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 oh. oh come on. Oh, that hammy cost us a title in 2018, oh, and now on. I'm going to do the same for you. <laughs> oh, come on. Take care of her for me. She's a special gal. Oh, no. Oh, sons, and fuck Scott Foster. <laughs> CP3. Chris, thanks for writing to the show, man. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Obviously big fan. But in, oh, man. in all seriousness, Bryce, what, do, what did you think about Chris Paul's performance and, and just what he was able to do in this series? Outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, I, I texted you guys off the record. Uh, I, and <laughs> and I, I told you, I said, Chris Paul is going to show up when his team needs him. He's going to be extremely valuable down the stretch, and he will do what he needs to do to get that team to win games. Yes, he will. And he did exactly that, including yes, a 37. I can't believe I'm talking about Chris Paul scoring 37 at 36 years old. Sure. He scored 37 in, the, in a closeout game. On the road, and I, 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 I don't. We were watching it last night. To, we we watched it. We were zooming last night, guys. I mean, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, he was six of six in the third quarter, twelve points. Um, just absolutely, just annihilated the Nuggets. Nobody could guard him. He was everything that he was putting up. Just winning. sure, sure. 
masterful performance. And I, and I told you guys, I think, uh, and you guys agreed with me. I asked you guys, is this a Chris Paul signature moment? Absolutely. Yes. It a hundred percent is. Yes. And, and this might be, I don't know, guys, are you putting it over the, the Spurs shot? Yes. If they get to the finals. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I am because I think, I think he was ruled as somebody who could never get to be a second or third option on a contending team after his trade of the Rockets. So and yes, you know I am because I, yeah, I agree. Bryce. He, he, and he deserves this. He absolutely deserves this. Yes, and, and to hear what Monty Williams said after the game about Chris Paul, about being, being with Monty, the lowest points of his life, and then being at the highest points of his life. It, it's, it's just a story. If you don't know Monty Williams story, just look it up. Please. And he's an amazing yep. guy. Just, yeah. just look it up all around. Great yep. guy. The NBA. Uh, just, just look it up. I mean, it, oh man, it, it'll touch your heart. That's for sure. Yes. I hope Chris Paul keeps this up. I want to see this magical run. Chris Paul deserves it. He's one of those players where he just deserves to get a title for once in his career and be a main guy while doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Be a main guy and make a difference. And honestly, he was actually the leading scorer for this series for the Suns. He outscored Devin Booker. He averaged point two more than Devin Booker. Well, point two. I, I mean, he scored for the series, Bryce. Yeah, he, yeah he, he was on another level. And then obviously to put out thirty-seven, just unbelievable what he was able to do in the last clincher. I mean, yeah. it's when you're talking about players like that, you want to see him rise in the big moments, and that's exactly what he did. And and it's time for people to start respecting him in that way because it's just doesn't seem like he's stopping anytime soon. Uh, but the next the next candidate. Uh, to talk about here, you guys, is a guy that Chris Paul needs to continue to be wet like, baby. He needs to keep being wet like Booker. Wet like I'm Book, baby. Shout out Drake. Look, when I see wet Devin like Booker, I'm when I see Devin, when I, when, I, when I see Devin Booker, I feel like he just, it's it, it just feels like he is just on a, on another, on another planet, on another stratosphere, Devin Booker starting to get the national attention that he rightfully deserves. I think, I think you guys, you know, I think, I think he needs to be considered um, into that top 15. Um, I, I, I think he needs to be considered. He probably needs to be in it. Um, if they continue to go as far as they are. Um, the fact of the matter is there are guys in top 15s for many people that have not touched the next round and Devin Booker has a great shot to touch the next round. And he, he's done it in incredibly efficient ways. Um, he, he's been able to do such a great job with that. And, and look, when I, the talent was always there in Kentucky, but like the way that he's just continued to ascend in Phoenix was showing the veteran leadership the thing that I really appreciated, and Bryce, I know you and I talked about this, so I hope I don't steal your thunder here, is he he doesn't care that he's 24 years old. At the end of the game, they go out, they, they, it was a competitive game, very competitive game. All of a sudden, you guys, you know, Nikola Jokic gets a frustration foul, campaign gets hit in the face. You want to know who's standing up for him? It's not... It's not Jay Crowder. 
it's not Jay Crowder who's normally been that guy on teams. It's not a Tory Craig or a veteran. It's a 24-year-old guard in Devin Booker who's taking the leadership stands necessary to move his team into another level. While everybody wants to talk about Chris Paul's leadership, Devin Booker has been the guy that easily has kept the ship going. Easily. Easily. Everybody wants to talk about Monty Williams and Chris Paul, and I understand that. But Devin Booker needs to get a whole lot more credit for keeping it going and not saying, well, I give up because the front office isn't doing anything. I give up because Sarver is not the owner that he needs to be for me. Yeah, stick it. To Sarver. me, this he is hates been, it. This is this is an impressive display right now in the playoffs. Um I mean, I think he's going to be right on the edge of top 15 or right there, uh, Bryce. And, and, and how, how did you see Booker overall in the, in the last couple games? And, um, you know, what are you looking for him next series? I think, I think the one thing I'm really hoping for is maybe, I mean, overall this season, shocking enough, his, his three ball hasn't been ideal. Uh, I, I, I'd kind of like to see the three ball get a little better. Uh, I'm not hating, and I'm just saying I'd like to see three ball a little better, sure. Sure. Uh, more consistent, I would say. Uh, so, is there anything that you're looking for next series? And then, just what did you think of this performance? I mean, Devin Booker, he is that dude. When Mark Jackson says, "Mama, there goes that man," I uh, De- Devin Booker is definitely a candidate for that. How many and ones did we see him get? Not just driving to the basket. He was away from the basket shooting jump shots. Ridiculous. Yeah, just col- collecting and ones, just hitting shots where you're like, dude, how'd you, how'd you make that still? Like, I, right. It was insane. It was insane. Devin Booker, it, I, the purest of scores in the NBA, period. Like, we know we can, we can score the basketball. We have a 70-point game, which I didn't love as – as cool as it is to have that on resume, I, I didn't love it. And I didn't love Devin Booker for that either. Um, but, I mean, this this year it looks like he's gotten serious about basketball. Straight up. Yeah. He's serious. Like, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do to help my team win. Enough of this 70-point crap. I, that's not going to get me to the Western Conference Finals. Let's go play ball. And he's come out and he's delivered. Yeah, the three ball isn't ideal. It's not where you want it to be. Again, I, I'm telling you, when he finally catches fire from three, he's going to go to another level. I think he averages 30 instead of 25. And, and along with Chris Paul, that ju- that team just goes to a whole different level, in my opinion. But, uh, man, Devin Booker is the deliverer, man. Deliver. You need a bucket, Devin Booker's got you. How many times have we seen it throughout the playoffs? Chris Paul yeah, goes down. that's exactly down. right. Who stifles runs? Devin Booker. Devin when the Booker. offense is stagnant, it's either going to be Chris Paul's going to make, a, make a, a mid-range jumper or he's going to get Devin Booker going, and he delivers on it. I mean, the other thing about Devin Booker is he was also averaging eight, eight boards and five assists yeah. a game. He, he's not just scoring the basketball. And this is what I mean it is he, he's not all about scoring. No, he's he not. is ready to do what the what the team needs him to do to help him win this game. Even standing up and getting in the face of the MVP, a, a guy who is much bigger than he is in Nikola Jokic, and standing up for his teammates. I love that. 
I absolutely love that. The camaraderie of this team that you see night in and night out. They're having fun playing basketball. The Phoenix fans have been awesome. Zach, I have I have a little comparison. I kind of compare it to some of the, the, the 2012 to 2014 Pacer teams and that environment that of those playoff games and the camaraderie oh, yeah. of the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is something to behold. I've been there, done that. And look, Phoenix fans deserve it after all they've been through uh, the, the past, what? Fantastic years, home say? crowd. Fantastic crowd. Fantastic. It's been awesome. And they have a guy that they can rally around in Devin Booker who we were almost kind of calling for, for to be moved, to be moved out of Phoenix because it was going nowhere until they got Chris Paul. So, yeah. Devin Booker, keep doing your thing. Yeah, Caleb, I agree with you. He might be top 15 right now. And uh, we talked about maybe him being a potential top 10 player by the end of this thing, depending on where this goes. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, you I, I mean, the, you can make cases, Zach, that, you know, well, well, he's not, he's not there yet. He's a little too young. But the fact of the matter, Zach, is he has to be in the discussion. They're, they're, you can't just ignore him. When I say top 10 and somebody says, I have Devin Booker at 10, where's the pushback? What's the pushback? Maybe maybe defense? But I don't think his defense is horrible. I mean, it's not, not insane, but it's not horrible. So, I mean, Zach, I, I'll, just, I'll just have you go at it here with, with Booker, and, and what did you think? Well, I made this take uh, off the record to you guys and Alex, but the Suns, in my opinion, are the most modern team in the NBA because they have one big man. I agree with you. I agree with you. They have one big man. They have two elite guards. Their best player is a guard. And then all the rest of the guys are wings who play defense and shoot threes. Yeah, right. They're just the the most modern team in the NBA. Devin Booker. If he is the best player on a team that gets to the finals, lock him in for top 15. Absolutely lock him in. And you could even make a case top 10. If the Suns win the title, he's without a doubt top 10. Right. Without a doubt. Yep. And that brings me to my take. Brings me to my take that I've been waiting to make. So you're locking this take in, by the way, right? Locking it in, throwing the key away. I'm really excited for this. It's locked in. Okay. Uh-huh. There's two parts to this take. First part, it uh, it's a done deal. The Phoenix Suns are going to the NBA Finals. They're going to the NBA Finals. I agree. Okay. Lock You're not hearing in. me push back. Yep. Okay. And you can lock this in, too. And I have a feeling this might be our clip, gentlemen. Barring a miraculous last-minute return to health for the Brooklyn Nets, the Suns will win the title. They will win the NBA championship. Oh, Zach. Zach. Lock it in. (laughs) Zach. Here's the key. Gone. Oh, no. And I'm continuing to ride hard for that. Little foreshadowing, but... You're... I, I don't think the Nets are going to get back to health because these injuries, in on this. these injuries are not something you walk off. No, it's yes. you're, you're pushing the chips. Unless, 
absolutely. Unless the Suns, or oh. not sorry, unless the Nets somehow come back to full health, the Suns are winning the title. Book it, lock it in, whatever you want to do with it. Lock it in. Sure. Oh wow. No, I mean I, I'm not I I'm not gonna push you back. I like him a lot. Um coming they out of the They have the most West. consistent eight man rotation left in the playoffs. I agree. And I don't think it's uh, close. I agree. I'm gonna put a pin in that. All right, I'm Bryce. Push go ahead. Back. Go ahead. I am still not going to count out Kawhi Leonard. I'm just not gonna do it. You can't do it. I I'm still. I'm not counting out Kawhi for the record. I am just saying. You just locked in the, the Suns. Sun. We're gonna win the title. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're counting them I, out. But here's why I'm counting the Clippers out is because they still don't know who their eight guys are. The Suns that know. The Suns know, and they have known for two rounds. Well, that's why Ty Lue is such a good coach, Zach, because, you know, he can just oh. plug and play uh, rotation players. And that's another play. reason I can't pick the Clippers, Bryce, because of who's on the sidelines. <laughs> no, fair, fair. I'm just not I'm not willing to count out no. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. and I think the Suns or are, are the uh, Nets are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, obviously, you know, plenty of series left. Uh, with Nets and Bucks, so there's there's lot to look at there. But with the Phoenix side, you know, obviously, I think we've gotten our points across. We've liked what Phoenix has done. I mean, while for Denver, do we have any, uh, you know, you know, do we want to tie anything up? Uh, any, you know, thoughts on their something. overall season? Go yeah, ahead, I got something. I got something. All right, before Bryce goes in, Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon were awful this series. Absolutely awful. And I want to say this is one thing, and then I'll throw it to Bryce. Jokic's ejection was some of the softest shit oh I've ever gosh. seen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It was softer than Anthony Davis. Okay. Okay. It was horrible. Okay. It was awful. The, the Nuggets overachieved this season. Oh. Uh, oh. Nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, if I'm the, my if I'm the gosh. Nuggets. This is ridiculous. How? This is so foolish. This is so foolish. How is it foolish? Overachieved? Overachieved. Yes, they lost Jamal Murray. What? Overachieved. Overachieved. Yes. This is stupid. Yes. This is this. How is it stupid? This is, this is dumb. This is How is dumb. it stupid? You have the MVP of the league. You don't overachieve by reaching the second round and getting swept. You don't overachieve with the MVP like that. That is ridiculous. That's downright Bryce ridiculous. Has some nerve, Caleb, because all we heard all season was look out for the Blazers. Don't sleep on the Blazers. Well, guess what? They're gone. This is fool. This is foolish. And, and, and let now me he's tell you something. On the team that I, beat them. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, they were a cute team. I told you guys. I told you. I told you. I told you. The Nuggets aren't going anywhere. They'll they'll no. make Max the second round, and and that's cute. That's that's great. And, and you know what? The the Aaron Gordon trade trash. 
that aged really well there, guys. Extremely well. The guy was 0 of 8 from 3 in the entire series. He averaged 9 points and 4 rebounds as a power forward in the league. You call yourself a power forward. It's embarrassing. You only get 4 points a game. You let Compazzo average more points than you in the series. In fact, in fact, Dario Saric, who you guys hate, averaged six points a game this no, series. I don't yeah. hate Saric. So there you go. There you go. Caleb, you hate Saric. How's that for death? I don't hate Saric. How's that? I just don't like Saric. How's that? Hate players. It's embarrassing. Look, Aaron Gordon scored a total of 36 points this entire series. It's awful. embarrassing. He's overrated. Get him off. He's not your missing piece. This is your fresh start, Aaron Gordon. You need to show up. Show up. If you really say who you say you are, then show up for games like this, for series like this. It's embarrassing. Look, I agree with you. He's overrated, but he he doesn't suck. He's not meant to be the second best guy, which is why he's meant to be a bench guy. He's meant to be a bench guy. Uh, um, Those are bench numbers. Nine and four. Nine and four. I said he was you awful. Think, he was awful. No, I, you're it, you're being you're you're just being ridiculously overcritical. How? Am I being ridiculous? How? Zach, let me take this please. You're Aaron, Aaron Aaron Gordon is not. You you have looked at Aaron Gordon like he's some sort of like really amazing. He's acted like top it, fifty. Pl- no, he's not. He's no, acted he's like that. Yes, no, he has. Yes, he has. No, we he, have he not wants, since he's. He wants to leave Orlando. Oh, I want to trade. I want out of here. You, you. If you play like that, you have no reason to make demands. You're like no. You're you are being. You're being. You're being too critical of a guy, right? Who's coming in early with the deadline and everything. You're talking about a guy that has to adjust on the fly. His role really wasn't ever fully consistent because of the Murray injury, because of the Porter situation. I'm just, I think you're being a little bit over the top because for crying out loud, he did play decent defense on Booker. He played good defense on Booker and you're just ignoring it because you think that Devin, but because, but Devin Booker's an all world type of player, Bryce. Sure, He's an all world type of player. So you're criticizing a guy for trying to stop an all-world defender. You're like, well, unless he shuts him down, he's not a good defender. Sure. That's not true. That's not true. Sure. Okay. The and defender, the good defenders shut him down. The the great and no, they defender don't. shut. No, they no. Ben they Simmons don't. doesn't lock everybody up. No. Is no. he not locking up uh, uh, Trey Young right now? Trey no, Young has eight points. He's not li- it's okay. Three eight points 12. for today. Eight He's points for today. You don't just shut down guys in the NBA, bro. Yes, you do. No, you don't. No, you don't. You think Kevin Durant gets shut down? Okay. No, because nobody stops Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is an animal. <laughs> an animal. You don't Jay shut Crowder down NBA superstars on Kevin Durant. You don't. You don't shut down. You don't shut down NBA superstars. Okay. In this series, Trey Young, 35 points, 21 points, 28 points. Trey Young's been basically getting a double-double in this series, and, and he's getting 20-plus and eight assists, and you're calling that shut down. Yes. That's not true. Okay. 
That's awful take. That's an awful take, okay. and I'm gonna let Alex Simmons, and Dylan get into ben, that ben other power. Ben Simmons hour. didn't guard him game one. They had Thibel yeah. and Danny okay. Green on him. But uh, that's that's so. Don't bad. give me that. Okay. And that's that's the, so that's the most points he scored in, in the series. That is so bad oh. of you. Okay. All right. Here we okay. go. I uh, let's let's get into some trivia and then let's move on. Okay. We have trivia. I forgot about on. this. So we'll we'll get into we'll get into the trivia. Uh, I'll start off with this one. I'll start off with this question I found uh, through through a retweet. Like I said, everything you, you they can't pull up the tweets. Zach, don't look at your computer for the tweets. You can't you can't uh, pull up the tweets. You can't do anything like that. But I have either tweeted them or I have or they were on the broadcast. That's the rule. Uh, no exceptions. Okay. Chris Paul, unbelievable in this series as we've mentioned. Fantastic. In the sense of he hardly turned the ball over. Not to mention his passing was ridiculous. What was Chris Paul's assist to turnover ratio in the series against Denver? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. 10 to 1. That's what I was going to go with, Zach, actually. I was going to go with 10 to 1. Final answer? Do we have to be exact? Um, you can round. Yeah, I'm cool with rounding because it's hard to do that. I'm okay, then then I'll stick with 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Final answer? Yeah. Final answer. Here we go. Chris Paul, 41 assisted three turnovers. This is assisted uh, turnover ratio. Oh, my gosh. Oh, totally. oh wow. <laughs> 41 to 3 is the turnover ratio. Okay, here's the second question. The second question that I found. The second question I found. Uh, this was from ESPN Stats Info and Mark Spears, who found this. Devin Booker has scored 81 points in the Suns' closeout wins this season. <laughs> who is the only player with more points? In his team's first two closeout wins of a single postseason. I mean, I mean, Zach. It, I mean, it has to be. I think the goat has to be under consideration, right? Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go MJ. Final it's, answer. It's probably way too obvious. Yes. Michael Jordan. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Got one. Got one. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan. Okay, here's the here's the next question. I heard this on a podcast today. Zach, I believe you listened to this podcast, so you might have an advantage. I did not tweet this out. This is on me. I'm kind of cheating. I apologize. Uh, you said no enough. exceptions, you they weren't looking. They weren't looking enough. They weren't looking enough. Let's face the facts. Oh I found God. this stat, and I think it's really interesting. Jay Crowder, been in a lot of postseason action, a lot of postseason action in his career. How many postseason games has Jay Crowder been a part of? <laughs> All right. Well, let me think about this. Uh, okay. Well, let's go through his teams. Miami. All right. Mavs. Mavs. Celtics. 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 Jazz. See, I gotta separate him from Damari Carroll because I feel like they were one and the same. But well, uh, they were. Uh, he made two with the Mavs. 
Uh, <clears throat> man, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think of when he was traded to the Celtics. Uh, to well, I'll I'll help you with that. All right, we'll say when. What season was he traded to the Celtics? He was traded in the twenty. He was traded in the season of the 2015 playoffs to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> All right, so we'll say once with the Mavs, Bryce. Okay. That's correct. Uh, all right, so. Oh, man. Three times with the Celtics. Okay, so that's four. Uh, Miami. Once with Miami. Yes. With the Suns this year, and then the Jazz. Jazz, yeah. I forgot. Yes. How many seasons was he with the Jazz? Two. Oh, uh. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, two. Two. Okay. All right. So, how many postseasons is that? So I think that was like six, seven, seven, eight. eight, 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 counting the Suns. Okay, eight. It's a lot. Holy. Well, I'm gonna wow. say that's a lot. I'm telling you, that's well, a lot. Well, that Mav season, they didn't get out of the first round. Okay. And that was a seven-game series. So that's seven right there. Okay. Well, the, uh, the, Heat, the Heat, they made it all the way to the finals. Yes. And they got, they got beat in six? Yes. First Celtic Ooh. season, they didn't get out of the first round. I'm going off my memory here. Yeah, right, right. All right we got to keep it quick. We got to get it quick. So we can I'm going to uh, say 112. Zach, you come up with a different number. <laughs> See who gets it. Give me a second. Give me a sec. Okay. I'm going to get it. Okay. All right. Mavs. I'm going to say uh, 94. Final answers? Yes, 112 and 94. 82. Ah! 82. 82. He started, he has, well, he has started in 61 of the 82. Wow. 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 I mean, uh, I, I, think, I think that is a really underrated aspect of Crowder over his career is the amount of playoff games that he's played big factors in. Yes. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's a big deal with the Suns team that just that doesn't have an insane amount of them. It's, it's not anything bad. It's just they're very young. Uh, moving forward, uh, the Nets and the Bucks, And obviously, I don't even feel like we should be talking about anything else but talking about what happened on Sunday with Kyrie Irving's injury. He is on crutches. He is going to miss game five. It is possible that he will not be able to play in the rest of the series, which has many people wondering what's going to happen to the Nets. But I'm not going to ask that question yet. I'm just going to talk about Kyrie Irving for a second. Look, obviously you don't want to see stars get injured. What is our initial thoughts of Kyrie Irving and the fact that, you know, he did get injured in the third, in, in a, you know, in a time you obviously don't want him to get injured and, no Harden, obviously. They did bring back Jeff Green, who I thought looked good, but 
what what are our thoughts on this injury? And and I'll start off with with Bryce on Kyrie. I mean, obviously, it's it's a huge injury. Uh, I mean, you're already down James Harden, uh, who brings a lot of offensive firepower, and then Kyrie Irving, your other big time off- offensive firepower guy, uh, leaving Kevin Durant, who I think is very capable of carrying a team by himself. But I mean, this is a massive deal. Um, when you're going up against a two-time MVP and Giannis uh, Middleton, who's played exceptional this playoffs, uh, which I'm very happy for because, I mean, that's been the biggest knock on Chris Middleton so far. Um, and then, you know, you throw in a guy like Drew Holiday, who was just voted uh, on, on the all-defensive team uh, uh, just this afternoon. First team. I mean, for, first team, first team. Yeah, I was, I, sorry, I just said general. I couldn't remember if he was first or second. Sure. But, um I mean, it's, it's a tall task. It's a tall task. Um, I mean, especially when you look at uh, the, the surrounding cast uh, for the Nets without uh, Kyrie and James Harden. You know, Joe Harris hasn't had that game like he did in the first round where he's just going completely off, uh, you know, shooting the ball and things like that. Uh, Blake Griffin has kind of faded since game one where we were like, you know, is this is – this, 2014 Blake Griffin again. Um, yeah. He's kind of faded. Uh, I mean, you still have some sparks that come off the bench and can play uh, for you. You know, Bruce Brown has played outstanding. And I, unfortunately, I feel like he kind of lost them game three. I'm not going to put all the blame on him. No, I think that's unfair. No, no, don't, don't. I think yeah, that's unfair. Thank you. I'm not saying he's the only reason, but he he did have a couple shots where you're like, man, I I don't know if that's the shot that that you really want to get right there. Uh, Mike James, who's played big minutes, uh, he's kind of come on this season. So I mean, you have some guys that can go out there and play, but again, they're not Kyrie Irving and they're not James Harden. No, they're not. But for me, Caleb and Zach, I am not panicked, and and, and I will make this statement. The Bucks will win game five. I will still not be panicked. I won't be panicked. I just won't. I, well, I told I told Caleb this. I will not start to panic or sweat a little bit until I see the injury report for game six. I will not panic until that point. Well, can I can I make my overreaction? Let me do my overreaction then because I feel sure. like it's a good time to make it. Sure. I think this stretch right here for Kevin Durant is the biggest stretch of his entire career. If you are, if you, if you, if you are going to be, if you are the best player in the league, right? Yeah. You know, I understand that there's a lot that isn't going for him and it all has to be considered, but the opportunity for him, if he has incredible incredible games it would do a lot for him it would do a lot for his legacy in my opinion if you can get past the bucks and say Kyrie and James aren't available in the second round aren't available to play the rest of the series Kevin Durant goes ballistics and he gets he gets three massive games I think that is gigantic I think it is a huge thing for him moving forward there's been a lot of criticism of, oh, can he do this with other guys? Or or does he ha- can he do it by himself? This is a huge opportunity for him. I personally think we're going to see a really good game five from Durant. I personally think that. Um, I'm actually of the belief they're winning game five. 
Wow. But I okay. think, I think, I think, I think, because I think it's going to be that big. I think six and seven has a chance. I, I just think it's a huge stretch for him. That's, I guess that's all I'm saying. Uh, Zach, do you have any uh, pushback? Yeah, I'm going to push back a little bit because uh, to this point in his career, you can make a case. I still think the biggest stretch of his career was uh, there's a couple of them. I would say 2016 against the Warriors was very big. You could say 2012 against the Spurs. Uh, And then uh, I would say... 2018 with with the Warriors. But in terms of silencing his haters, this is I would this agree. is this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it because there's plenty of people out there. I'm not one of them, but there's plenty of no. people out there who don't want the Nets to win because uh they just think he jumped from one super team right to another. Right. That, right. That wasn't right. Really the case because Harden wasn't there. At the beginning of the season, and I would like to point out they were still balling before he, before he got there. Yes, I think he will drop forty in Game Five. I think that's a, a given, honestly, because he has to. The problem for me is going to be the defense because he's going to be using so much energy on offense to, yeah, yeah. I agree. keep them with the lead or in the game because I think the Bucks are going to come out. At least they should come out going for the kill. I just think he has to he has to average 35 rest of the series. But who do you trust on the Bucks to give the kill? Who do you trust on the Bucks? Giannis has been awesome. I agree he's been awesome, awesome, but you if you're going to talk to me about No, I'm saying go for the kill early. Bury them early is what I'm saying the Bucks are going to try and do. Look, I they're going to try to but my confidence in them doing that is is not insanely high. And here's here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. James Harden's done for the series. I'm pretty confident saying that. Okay. Okay. Done. And I think Kyrie Irving might be done for the series. Because okay. did you see his ankle? Yes. It was flat against the hardwood. You are correct. I am not betting on him coming back until maybe game seven if it goes that far. I'm kind of with Bryce. I'm not panicking yet, but if I'm the Nets and we lose game five, I'm absolutely panicking. I'm absolutely panicking. Absolutely. Bryce. So I actually, Caleb, I'm going to agree with you on your overreaction. I think it is one of the the biggest stretches for Kevin Durant. I mean, and here's why one Kevin Durant's an older, uh, older, he's a veteran. He's a veteran now. Okay, he's coming off that that Achilles injury. This is his return season, by the way. Yes, and, and he's just normal Kevin Durant, even you know, back yeah. like he never left. Sure. This is a chance for him because he's never been quote unquote by himself on a team right. before. Right. right, right, right. He had Russell Westbrook. Right. He had Steph and Clay. There was and one now, time. There was one time. Do you remember uh, 13 playoffs when Russ got hurt and he got uh, okay. the second round by himself? After the the knee injury? Yes, the Beverly injury. Okay, the Beverly injury. Okay, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So that's the only time. That's the only time. Fair enough. But 
it, it, even in that series, Zach, even in that series, he's not going. He wasn't going up a two up against a two time MVP. Right. Right. No, he wasn't. Right. And no, he and, wasn't. and a, a team that's been equipped to to make a finals run. Yes. Like this. So yeah, Caleb, I'll go with you. I'll go down this path with you. I, I think so. I think this is a statement. If you really yes. want to, yes. if you really want to separate yourself and and you want to go back to, and to Jay Williams and say, "Don't compare me to Giannis," this this is exactly what he needs. This to is do. exactly what it is. Yep, I agree. If you want to separate separate yourself from LeBron James, yep, I agree. You got to do it, it right now. This is it. Yep. This is it. I'm, I'm not saying this is going to make or break his legacy. No, I'm not. But either. this will no. add to the legend of Kevin Durant. We're going right. to be like, man, remember the 21, the 21 playoffs when, right. when his, exactly. when his boys went down and he just absolutely went nuts. Nuts. You know, I, and, and won a I series agree. against Giannis. Yeah. That's, that I would agree. be the legend of Kevin Durant. Now, whether he does it or I hope he does because I, think- I just love watching Kevin Durant play. Okay. I'm with you, Caleb. I think you can. Like, I think, I think, I think Brooklyn obviously knows Milwaukee's plan. Milwaukee kind of revealed their whole plan already. Yeah. Like, they're not going to change a whole lot. I'm sorry. They're not going to change a whole lot. They went all in. Kevin Durant knows they're going to throw the kitchen sink at him. And he knows that PJ Tucker will be downright physical. And relentless on him. And therefore, he, he's been used to that in the past. You know, the Grizzlies series that he played in, obviously, they were very physical against him. But I think this has an opportunity to be a huge one for, for Durant's legacy. I, I cannot wait to see it. Um, I personally think he's going to live up to it. Um, and to continue the overreaction, I think if he continues to do this, um. I think you have to lock him in for top 10 all time. Like it's not a debate anymore. Like it's not a debate anymore. It's not, it's not just this thing that like we talk about that um, it, it's, it's not it. Like he's a lock for top 10 all time with a chance to go top five. I think, I think, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot writing on, I think there's a lot writing on this playoffs is what I'm trying to tell you guys. I think if he can do this, and get through the second round. He's going to go against the Mammoth and the Sixers with their wing defense. I think I think it'd be really interesting. That's all I'm saying. But we'll move on to the series. Um, I think the other big factor, obviously, um, with Brooklyn, and we can move forward to Milwaukee, is is they have to get the shooting. It, it, Landry Shamit, Joe Harris. Um, Joe Harris has not had Harris a great stretch. Been awful. He's been really bad. He's missing wide open shots. He's going to have to be able to hit those shots in game five. Now, if you go with the saying that Alex Burr always says, every player shoots better at home, which I agree with that. But you got to have a really good game from Joe Harris if you're going to win. Like, they don't have a choice. If he goes one of ten, they're probably not winning. How do we think about Joe Harris? Can he redeem himself enough to move past Milwaukee. Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, man, I think if Harden and Kyrie don't come back, which I think has a real chance of. Real chance. Case, real chance. Um, then Joe Harris, <laughs> he's got to show up because if he doesn't, they're not winning. They're not. No, they're not. I agree. And 
I think Blake has to show up. He doesn't have to be Clippers Blake, but he has no. to show up. He has to he show can't, up. He can't be be what he was in, in game four. No. Um, I thought both benches, uh, Milwaukee in the first two games and then Brooklyn in the second two games. Right. Like, both benches have just been thoroughly exposed. I, I agree. Uh, I these agree. teams are not as deep as we thought they were. No, they're not. That's usually what happens in the playoffs. You know, you get these teams who are awesome yeah. in the regular season, and yeah, uh, you figure out yeah. in the playoffs. Hang on, uh, we have <laughs> we have They're a couple the, guys right. who we we can't put them out there. No, and you know, Milwaukee quit playing Jeff Teague. Yep. Uh, the Nets quit playing guys like Tyler Johnson, and um, well, they played hello. Mike James a little less. Mike James was awful. Um, <laughs> I just think. <laughs> Did, there was the report Dinwiddie was going to come back in the finals. They might need him now. Because, they need oh him now. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I agree. can't believe we're having this conversation. I can't believe this. <laughs> they might be like, hey, Spencer. Uh... <laughs> hey, Spence, how's that knee looking? How's looking it? all right? <laughs> Ready? No? Okay. Um, like, okay. Like Check I said, uh, if the, the Bucks should be looking to close this out in six because they don't want it going seven and giving Kyrie no. a chance to come back. Because like I said, I think Harden's done. This hamstrings just you can't mess with those. Yeah, uh, yeah. And well, one thing I found interesting: the Bucks' nineteen to two run early in the game. Giannis was playing center during that. Yeah, run. yep, 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 yep. So take that. It's a great time to transition into Milwaukee. Yep, <laughs> that's a great time to transition into Milwaukee, Bryce. I think I think that's the key. Um, I'm not giving Milwaukee credit for that. Because it's been, it's been four, it's been, it's, no, I'm not, I'm not. Wow. Because everybody in the world knew that Giannis at the five was no, going to be what it. unlocked him. The, everybody in the world knew it. Credit. Everyone in the world knew it. So I'm not going to sit here and praise Milwaukee for putting Giannis at the five when everybody in the world's been calling for it for years. So um, they're finally doing what they should be doing. So Bryce, my question for you then is if you, are the Bucks? You're probably not going to play Lopez as much. Obviously, you found something in the Giannis at the five thing. Um, do you think that the Bucks will be able to come out in Game Five and push it and and beat them and beat them in a way that's that's handily? I think here's the thing that I think is really going to kick them, Bryce, is if they lose by like 15 at home. If Brooklyn loses by 15 at home, I don't I don't like the chances. I just don't. Okay. If Brooklyn loses by like five on single digits, they're gonna feel good. Mm-hmm. They are. They're gonna feel really good. Sure. But if you if you lose 15, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna you're probably gonna get him. Mm-hmm. So, do we see this being a close game? game uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's a massive I do. game for them. Yeah, I do. And 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 here here's what I'll here's what I'll tell you. So, uh game 3, uh the the Bucks were extremely extremely lucky to win that game. Yeah, they were. Uh, because that was Brooklyn's off night. Yeah, it right? was. It was Brooklyn's off night and they only won by 3. Only won by 3. Then we look at game 4. And right now, uh game 4 was 107 to 96. Yes. It's not a it's not a handle it's not a handily beat down. Okay, you won by 11. Okay. Right. 
I don't foresee a blowout coming in, in the form of Milwaukee. I, I don't think either team is going to blow either team out. No, I'd the be rest shocked. of the series. Okay. I'd be shocked. Okay. The most you'll see is maybe a 10, 12 point win, in my opinion. That's okay. that's just me. Sure. That being said, I already said I think Milwaukee wins game five. I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think that'll give Brooklyn a little more time to heal up. I think they at least get one one of them back. I'm predicting they at least get one back for game six and seven. And I, and I think I mean, I get it's it. going to be fine. I get it. Look, I, I, I just I think I, here's the thing I'm not doing. Here's the thing I'm not doing that they have the right to prove me on. They can prove me that they can do it. But you have to prove to me that you can knock them out. That you that you can just take them out. That you can knock them out. That you can give them a punch. You give them a blow that's so hard that you can't overcome it. I don't think Milwaukee can do it. No, they struggle scoring. And I think and I, I I don't think they can do it. If they do it, I'm more than happy to give them props. But I don't think they can do it. And this is, in my opinion, why you have the big three is because you want to set that tone and be like, we are the top, top dogs in the East. We are the, the team that we envision. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. Obviously, we talked about Giannis's dominance. Um, I guess my other question before we conclude is, how do you think Milwaukee made the right adjustments in this game, right? The Bucks, you know, they came out, they obviously played physical on Durant. Durant's going to know that for next game. What else can they pull? What else can they do, right? Because here's the other thing that still needs to be addressed, and I'm going to go right at it because I think it's a freaking joke. Quit shooting threes, Giannis. Oh, I agree. I agree. He should quit like shooting 19%. threes. Quit it's shooting awful. threes. Because here's the other thing that makes no sense to me is I'm hearing people that say, oh, yeah, but eight threes. Eight threes is so bad, guys. That's so bad. But five threes, that's okay. He shouldn't be shooting five threes. He should be shooting like two, one, or zero. Zero, it's one, bad. or two. He shouldn't be shooting eight threes or five threes. It's just so bad, you guys. The fact, the fact that he is continuing to do that over and over and over again shows the lack of accountability and leadership that the assistant coaches and the coaches have in that locker room. The fact that they just figured out that Giannis at the five works is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Now fix the fact that Giannis can't shoot a three. Fix that fact, because that's awful. That is no business in the Milwaukee Bucks game plan. As far as I'm concerned, if I was a head coach and Giannis took a three, I'm pulling him and I'm sending him to the bench. Wow. Because <laughs> wow. I think it does nothing. I think it does nothing for your team. It does nothing for your team. I, he, I he's missing. He's missing him more than he's making. Not to mention that he's taking them early in the shot clock. I don't care how old school that is. I don't care how old school that is. When you're a two-time MVP, when you're a two-time MVP, you should know what you're good at. Yeah, you want to shoot. There's no time to get cute. Free throw first. If if, here's the other thing, Bryce. If we're gonna get on to Joel Embiid about him shooting threes, is him shooting too much threes? 
then Giannis Antetokounmpo should be getting the exact type of skepticism and the exact type of criticism. And I would argue even more than Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid isn't near as bad from the three as Giannis is. And isn't it near? I think the Bucs have to figure that out. I think the Bucs have to get overall better. Play. I think I think P.J. Tucker had a better game offensively, obviously defensively, but I'm just going to be honest. Like, is it PJ Tucker's defense that got Kevin Durant bad? I don't really think it was PJ Tucker's defense. I think he was more so just physical, just the physical aspect yeah, of the game. Talking about PJ Tucker in the media, and I think that's the issue. That's the issue. It's not anything to do with his individual defense. Such a joke. Do we have any other thoughts here, or do we want to conclude? I got some thoughts. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, other than playing Giannis at center, the biggest adjustment the Bucks made was running plays for Drew Holiday, especially after Kyrie went down. I I agree, I agree. That's why are you saying yikes, Bryce? I don't know. It is. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. It's about damn time. It, it's me. about time. It's about time they made the adjustment because if you have Mike James guarding him. Drew Holiday should be backing him down. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All and going barbecue chicken. And they didn't, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that enough. And then they finally did it when the injury started happening. I agree. This Zach. guy. A great adjustment they made. This guy has averaged 19, 20 points more than once in his career. So we know he can, we know he can score. Uh, and I think if they win the series, he's going to be a big part of it. A huge part of it. Yes. He's going to have to. Yes. Yes. He, I mean, Kyrie's already been ruled out for sure. game five. So Big deal. I yeah. would expect, I wouldn't look for, I would expect Drew Holiday to have a good game. A great game. So that's all I've got. All right. No, that's fair. Uh, Bryce, anything else? No. No, right. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit tight. We'll I'm going to wait and see. We'll move forward. We'll conclude the podcast. Uh, we have the Circle City Cinema coming out. Uh, looking for some episodes here pretty soon. So please check that out. Uh, we have the battleground who just recently put out an episode over the playoffs. Just did some outlooks. Please check that out. Furthermore, Alex and Dylan's power hour came out. Uh, you know, please, please look into that. Divine Ryan, Sturgill Simpson episodes should be coming out here relatively soon. A triple option podcast. Keep uh, staying posted. Uh, they do have the shoulda, coulda, woulda episode that they want to uh, put out. I don't know exactly when that is for sure coming out, but it is coming out in the relative near future. Uh, you know, there's plenty of uh, books to read as well from our network, Dylan Hughes, uh, as well, put some stuff out. Facts and Stats by J.D. Hall. J.D. is looking to get that up and going, and he will also be on the pod for part two. Um, you know, as always, it's a privilege to record this podcast, and thanks for listening.